This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, haven't we had a great month this month in August with the theme, Take the Lead. It's been a great blessing to me and I have no doubt it's been a great blessing to you. We've covered so many areas of um, family, business, ministry, and we are blessed tonight to have with us all the way from the United States of America, Dr. Glenn Rickian, to be finishing off this theme. So won't you join us as we join him all the way from America? Dr. Glenn, can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. It's great to be with you. I trust you're well, and things are going great there in America. Yes, sir. Yes, oh, all is well. All is fantastic. Oh, that's great to hear. Well, Dr. Glenn, we're super excited to have you with us and to uh, bring this um, word to us. So we're going to hand over straight over to you, and thank you for the word that you're bringing us. God bless. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Well, family, uh, good evening, everybody. I hope that everybody is well. And we are going to have a great time in the Word of God today. So we thank God for what He has in store for us. And first of all, I want to thank Apostle Theo and uh, Pastor Bev for giving me the privilege to be here with you today to speak the Word of the Living God. I don't take it lightly. I just thank God for their lives. Thank you very much. And thank you, Pastor Greg. May the Lord bless you. Praise God. All right. So today, let's have a word of prayer, and then we go straight into the scriptures today. Father, we thank you as we go to your word that we are blessed. Spirit of God, I'm asking you that you will think through my mind and that you will speak through my lips and that you will bless your people today. They've got ears to hear, mind to understand, and heart to receive the word of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, today my subject is leadership in all areas of life. Leadership in all areas of life. Ladies and gentlemen, leadership is not just a positional title, but it must also be a functionality that is a reality in our lives. A lot of people like the titles uh, that leadership ascribe to them, but they're not functioning in that position. So it's not just positional, it must be functional. And the bottom line is that leadership is about growth and relevance. Let me say it again. Leadership is about growth and relevance, and that is the bottom line. And we must all uh, seek to exert leadership in all areas of our life, whether it's in our ministry, in our job, in our career, in our business, in our family. We must all seek to be leaders. Praise God. And you need to understand this, that leadership and largeness of life go together. Leadership and largeness of life go together. The more we grow in all areas of life, the more influence we can expect to exert in all the spheres of life. Let me say it again. The more we grow in all areas of leadership, the more we can seek to exert um, uh, influence in all areas of life. Praise God. Now, so let's open our Bible, please, to the book of Job, the 36th chapter, Job 36th chapter. I'm going to read verse 15 and verse 16. And remember this, I've just said it to you that leadership and largeness of life go together. Job said this, he's being told this, he delivered the poor in his affliction and opened the ears in oppression. Even so, would he have removed you out of the straight place, that's verse 16, 
into a broad place and into a broad place where there is no straightness and that which should be set on your table should be full of fatness. And let's make that confession today. That which is going to be set on my table in 2020 will be full of fatness. Can we confess it again together, please? That which is going to be set on my table in 2020 is going to be full of fatness. And the scripture says to Job, God would have removed you out of a small place into a broad place, into an enlarged place where there is no straightness, where there is no limitation. I want you to believe God that irrespective of COVID-19, that God will take you into a place of enlargedness, okay? And so God has got enlargement on his mind. All right, now, and so you must also have enlargement on your mind. In 2 Kings and chapter 6 and verse 1 to verse 4, I'm going to just focus on verse 1. He says, And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. And that's the way you've got to be today. You've got to see that wherever you are right now, it's too small. Wherever you are financially, it is too small. Wherever you are in your business, irrespective of what the world is saying, they want to shut down everything, but God is saying, where you are right now, it is too small. You need to come to that realization that you cannot serve a big God and remain small. All right, so they said, the place where we are is too small. Can we say that right now? Put your hand on your heart and say with me, where I am right now is too small. Doesn't matter how good you've got it right now, God has got much more for you. The Bible tells you, uh, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Praise God. Now in First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10, we see this. And remember this, that God is no respecter of person. It says in First Chronicles 4 and verse 10, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, and said, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. Again, we see the theme of enlargement all over the scriptures. And that your hand might be with me and that you will keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And the scripture says, and God granted him that which he requested. God is no respecter of person. If he uh, granted the request of Jabez, then he will grant you a request of having largeness of life, enlargement in all areas of life. Now, an enlarged life, I want you to write this down if you can take your notes, an enlarged life, an enlarged career, an enlarged finances, an enlarged business of what God has in his mind for his people, specifically for you. So what do you have on your mind? What's on your mind? Now, we know what's on God's mind. We know what's on the mind of the Word. But do we have the mind of Christ? What is on God's mind and what is on your mind? So, Well, since we know what's already on God's mind, what is on your mind? Well, let's go to Psalms 115, verse 12 to verse 14. Psalms 115, verse 12 to verse 14 the word says, the Lord has been mindful of us. So God's got you on his mind. And what does he have on his mind? He will bless us. So lift up your hands and say this with me. God is mindful of me. 
God is conscious of me right now and he's got blessings on his mind for me. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. Now, just in case that you thought that you are not of the house of Israel or the house of Aaron, then you got to be in the third group. He says he will bless them that fear the Lord. So if you fear the Lord, then God will bless you. He's got blessing on his mind, both small and great. God will bless you. And look at verse 14. This is God's plan for you in 2020. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Can we say that together, please? The Lord will increase me, what? More and more. More and more. Amen. Not decrease you less and less, but God has got increase more and more for you and your children. Now, the reason why you should uh, aspire to have leadership in all areas of life, I want you to write this down, is because growth and relevancy go together. That's because growth, everybody say it with me now, growth and relevancy go together. I've already said to you, the bottom line about leadership is about growth and relevance. So write this down, please. Growth and relevancy go together. You know, the Bible is very clear. It says about the Lord Jesus that Jesus grew, increased in wisdom and in stature. So if you want to grow in stature, we got to grow in wisdom. Okay? The moment that you decide to have an increase in your level of wisdom, you will have an increase is your stature, irrespective of where you are today. All right. Now, so everybody repeat after me. Growth and relevancy go together. Proverbs and chapter 14 is one of the most powerful verse that I want to bring to your mind right now. Proverbs chapter 14 says this in verse 28. It says, in the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in the lack of people or in the want of people is the destruction of the prince. All right, now, so how do we bring that into our life today? Now, look what it says here. In the multitude of people is the king's honor. So how about this one? How about we just put it into our life today? How about this? In the multitude of customers is a business's honor. All right? But in the lack of customers is the destruction of the business. Are you listening now? So we can use the same same verse and apply it to us today. In the multitude of customers is a business's honor, but in the lack of customers is the destruction of the business. How about this way? How about if we bring it to church now? In the multitude of members is a church's honor, but in the lack of members is the destruction of the church. Are you listening? So it applies to all of uh, 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 to every spectrum of life, to every spectrum of reality. So look at that verse again, Proverbs 14 and verse 28. In the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in the lack of people is the destruction of the prince. How about, how about it this way? In the multitude or in much money is your life's honor, but in the lack of money will be the destruction of your life. Because the Bible tells you very clearly that money answers all things. Money 
answereth all things. Can you say amen to that? Now, we know that God wants us to grow in every sphere of our life. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3, and look what it says here. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith grows exceedingly. Your faith is growing exceedingly. Our love, our faith, our finances, our career, our businesses, our finances, our family must be growing exceedingly. And that is the demand that you need to put upon your faith. That's the demand that you need to put upon your finances, the demand you got to put upon your career that you are growing exceedingly in every area of life. Why? Because, and I want you to write this down, please, a lack of growth or a lack of increase will cause you to lose relevancy in life. Let me say it again. A lack of growth or a lack of increase will cause you to lose relevancy in life. The moment that you stop growing and that you stop increasing, you lose relevancy in life. Now, last year's relevancy doesn't mean that tomorrow you're going to be relevant. There were people uh, that were relevant five years ago, ten years ago, but they're no longer relevant today. Why? It's because they stopped growing. Now, why do people lose relevancy in life? And that's the, that's the thing you've got to be aware of, that you do not lose re relevancy in life, that you do not lose relevancy in business, that you do not lose relevancy on your job. Because the moment that you lose relevancy on your job in life, you become dispensable. But when you do not lose relevancy, but you keep growing and you keep expanding and you keep growing and are growing where you are, then you become indispensable. And that's the secret to developing leadership in all areas of life so that you do not become dispensable. But you need to make yourself become indispensable. Now, write this down, please. This is so, so, so important. You lose, a person will lose relevancy in life when the speed of change on the outside is faster than the speed of change on the inside. Now, that is so powerful. I'm going to say that again. A person will lose relevancy in life, or you lose, or I lose relevancy in life when the speed of change on the outside is faster than the speed of change on the inside. In other words, we did not change on the inside. This is why we've got to make the decision to change and change quickly. So growth, ladies and gentlemen, family, growth and increase, they are a mindset. Leadership is not about position, but it is a mindset. The moment that you have the mindset of a leader in any area of life, you will grow and you will increase. Now, what I've discovered in life is very simple. It is the desire of people to go 
from a place of smallness to a place of enlargement. Everybody wants to do that. Everybody wants to have an enlarged finances. Everybody wants to have an enlarged business or career. But the issue is that they just don't know how to get there. They just don't know how to get there. You know, the Bible tells you, the way of the foolish wearieth everyone because he doesn't know how to get to the city. Okay, that's what Solomon said in his wisdom. The way of the foolish wearies everyone because he's got a direction, a plan, but he just doesn't know how to get there. But wisdom is profitable to direct. Now, family, your life is not going to get better by chance, but by change and by choices. Let me say it again. Your life is not going to get better by chance, but by making some deliberate change and making some quality choices or some quality decisions. Change come when you make decisions. Change will come when you learn to make quality decisions. The quality of your decisions will, will determine the quality of your life. Okay, so let's define a decision today. Let's define decision. Now, what is decision? Decision is a course of action to be taken after careful mental consideration to effect desired change. Let me say that again. All right. A decision can be defined as a course of action to be taken after careful mental consideration to effect desired change. So there's going to be some decisions that you're going to have to make. You're going to have to make some quality decisions. Remember this? We cannot afford to be ignorant. And I want you please to write this down. Your ignorance is the strength of your enemy. Your ignorance is the strength of your enemy. When Paul was writing to the Corinthian saints in his second epistles, he says, lest that Satan should take or gain an advantage over us, for we are not to be ignorant of his devices. This is why I'm saying to you that our ignorance, my ignorance, gives my enemy an advantage over me. And that's why our ignorance is the strength of our enemy. Now, so we're going to have to make some decisions. Number one, if we want to experience and exert leadership in all areas of life, and we want to see growth, and we want to see relevancy in our life, Ladies and gentlemen, number one, you're going to have to make the decision to have zero tolerance with the status quo. I want you please to write this down. The first decision that you're going to have to make to develop or to unleash leadership in all areas of your life is that you have to make the decision to have zero tolerance for and with the status quo. Now, what does the word the status quo mean? 
The status quo means the here and now. If you do not realize your present dilemma, then you will not change your daily actions. I got to say it again. If you do not realize your present dilemma, then you will not change your daily actions. Ladies and gentlemen, zero tolerance to today's predicament will be the design of a better tomorrow. Let me say it again. Zero tolerance to today's predicament will be the design of a better tomorrow. So you're going to have to have zero tolerance for where you are now. As long as you can put up with it, you will not change it. As long as you can put up with the poverty, as long as you can put up with the fear, as long as you can put up with small finances, as long as you can put up with uh, your business uh, failing year after year after year, as long as you can put up with it, there will be no change. But the moment that you begin to say, I have zero tolerance with the status quo, that will be the design that will be the, a better design. Amen. The design of a better tomorrow. That will be the design of a better tomorrow. But you've got to make the decision now to have zero tolerance. Amen. A mediocre person is satisfied with the status quo. Are you listening? But we are not satisfied with where we are right now. We thank God for where we are. You know, the Bible tells you, if you read Deuteronomy chapter 1 and Deuteronomy chapter 2, God says, you've been here around this mountain for too long. Now get up and go. God said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, all right, he said, Moses is now dead. Now get up and go. Get up and go. Don't cry over, over last week and over last year. Don't cry, don't cry over Moses. It's time for you to get up and go. It's time for you to develop zero tolerance and get out of the holding pattern. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not uh, develop zero tolerance for the here and now for your present predicament, then your life will be in a holding pattern and you'll keep uh, flying around and circle around. And God told the people in the book of Deuteronomy, hey, I'm tired of you being camping around this mountain. It's time for you to go. It's time for you to go. So tell with me, it's time for me to go to the next level. It's time for me to go from glory to glory, from victory to victory, from faith to faith, from power to power, from breakthrough to breakthrough. Glory to God. Amen, 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 amen. All right, now, and that's why in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, you see here what the sons of the prophet said to Elisha. Behold now, the place where we dwell is too small for us. Come on, say with me. Where I am right now is too small for me. Write this down, please. Zero tolerance to smallness will propel you to a life of enlargement. Okay. And write this down. If you can live with it, you cannot change it. Decision number two that I want you to look at, decision number two is that you've got to make up your mind, all right, to have a, a personal growth program. You have to make up your mind to have a personal growth program. Spiritual growth, 
growth track like you, you guys are talking about, your faith growth, your financial growth, you got to make a, a decision to have a personal growth program. Growth is a mindset. Smallness is a mindset. They're both types of thinking. Now, remember this. You are never too young and never too old to have a personal growth program. Let me say it again. You are never too young and never too old to have a personal growth program. C.S. Lewis said it this way. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. That's what the great C.S. Lewis said. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream another dream. Irrespective of your age, you can set a new goal and have a new dream. Okay? And that is what leadership is all about, is having dreams and vision of growth and increase. In fact, don't use your age as an excuse. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, the older you become, the more of a development program that you need. I mean, that's even true, more true in terms, in terms of health. How much more in terms of your mind, your spirit, and your finances, and every areas of life. Personal growth will keep you in the game and ahead of the game. Let me say it again. Personal growth, whether it is prayer growth, spiritual growth, faith growth, financial growth, leadership growth, skill growth, personal growth will keep you in the game and ahead of the game. Are you listening? People are anxious to improve their circumstances, but they are unwilling to improve themselves. So they therefore remain bound. So one of the things that I do and that you must do is that you must learn the wisdom of personal development, which means one of the things that you're going to have to do is to become a voracious reader. Peter said, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Folks, if you have no plan of self-investing, you are on the road to bankruptcy. If you have no plan of personal growth or self-investing to invest in your own faith life, to invest in your finances, to invest in your knowledge. Now, when the Bible tells you, with all that getting, get understanding. The book of Proverbs tells us about uh, knowledge, uh, understanding, and knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. All right? What is knowledge? You, you understand, in our Bible, it's revelation knowledge. Okay? But in your field, if you're not a preacher, if you're not a man of God or a pastor, then your field of engineering would be knowledge in your specific field. Are you listening? Knowledge in your specific field. So you must always be growing in knowledge in your field of endeavor. If you are not developing, then you are dying. This is why I said to you, if you have no plan of self-investment, then you are on the road to or of bankruptcy. If you're not studying, then you will be stunting. If you're not growing, then you will be grunting. So, as a believer, personal growth is so, so, so important. And now, uh, quickly before we come to the end, now, number three, we will see that we must have, make a decision to develop your personal 
brilliance or skilled in your chosen field, and that will set you up for leadership and life enlargement. Maximizing your skill to be the ex expert in your field. Maximize your skill to becoming an expert in your field. Ladies and gentlemen, income and enlargement seldom exceeds personal skill and personal brilliance. Are you listening? Or personal development. Proverbs 22, 29 tells us, Do you see a man who is diligent in his business, who is skillful? The word, the word diligent here is the Hebrew word mahir, and it means to become skilled and competent. Your individual brilliance will come to mind when your name is mentioned. Whenever we hear of Messi, we think of football. You hear the name Muhammad Ali, you think of boxing. Okay? Whatever name is mentioned, it's what they're known for their skill that comes to your mind. You must determine that whatever you are good at must become what you're best at. What you are best at. Okay, we know the Bible tells us in the book of Acts, the seventh chapter. I'm going to skip a couple of verses. Okay. <clears throat> in Acts chapter 7 and verse 22 tells us, Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. and was mighty in words and in deeds. Mastering new skills, folks, is not optional in today's life. An environment it is not optional in a fast moving competitive world being able to learn new skills is one of the keys to success it's not enough to be smart you need to be always getting smarter you always need to be getting smarter okay if you look at um, first Chronicles 5 and verse 8 and I'm gonna close with this verse with these two verses I'm gonna close the sons of Reuben, 1 Chronicles 15, uh, 5, verse 18. The sons of Reuben and the Gadites and the half the tribe of Manasseh, of valiant men, men able to bear buckler and the sword and to shoot with bow and skillful in war. Can you see that? There were four and 40,703 score that went out to war. They didn't just go as volunteers, but they were skillful. I'm going to close with Psalm 78. Psalm 78 says, verse 72. So he fed them, talking about David, according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. You need to develop skills. Skills will take you to the top. Skill will enhance your reputation. Skill will get you promotion. And skill will enable you to get results quicker and faster. Without skills, results are hard to come by. Without skills, you'll be left behind. Without skills, we become dispensable. Without skills, we cannot compete in our field. And finally, without skills, there will be no demand for us. We command finances, great finances, when we are highly skilled. Well, family, I hope that, that this little word spoke to you today. And I hope that you develop and make some quality decisions but i want to remind you right now that the greatest decision that you can ever make 
apart from developing your own skill, investing in your own life, developing zero tolerance, but the greatest skill, the greatest decision that you and I will ever make in our life is that we must receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And therefore this morning, well, morning for me, but night for you, if you have never given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and you want to have success in your life, you want to have peace of mind, the first thing that the Lord will do is take away sin from your life. It is a command that every man, every boy, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, we have been commanded to be born again. Jesus said you must be born again. Change begins when you are first born again. So today, family, if you are not born again, if you do not know Jesus, I'm going to ask today right now that if you want to receive Christ, I'm going to lead you to the Savior today. I'm going to lead you to Christ where you can accept Him in your life as your own personal Lord and Savior. So put your hand on your heart today and say these words with confidence with me as we pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you today. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Save me from my sins, Lord. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. He was raised for my justification. So Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your precious blood. Today, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. No one else but Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. And today, my body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. If you've made a decision, that's the greatest decision that you can ever make in your life. Pastor Greg, I pass it back on to you. Well, thank you so, so much, Dr. Glenn. What an amazing message. That was so filled with information. It's just not possible for us to get that in one go. So I want to encourage everybody to go back on this message. Listen to it over and over again. I took down so many notes and I want to thank you, Dr. Glenn. What a powerful word on leading. You know, you made so many powerful statements, but one of them that, that, that I wrote down that stuck out to me was this. I love this. You said, your life is not going to get better by chance, but by change and choice. Isn't that so true? If people are not yes, going to make the choice to change, they're never going to grow in leadership. Isn't that right, Dr. Glenn? That's absolutely right. Everything begins with change. Until you change, nothing else will change. Wow, wow, wow. That was wonderful. I want to thank you so much. Thank you for coming to us all the way from America. I know it's morning for you there, evening for us here, but thank you. We really appreciate that. Love to the family and God bless you. Have a wonderful day, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, sir. friends, Bye -bye we just want to say if you today made that choice to change by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to firstly say welcome to the family of God. We are so proud of the decision that you've made. 
Now, won't you help us by SMSing the word SAVE to 4991? We want to just get in contact with you and just help you on your next steps as you've made this choice to change in your life. And then also, won't you visit our website? If you go to our website, you'll see the next steps option, next steps button. Just click on that tab and we have a short but powerful video there from our pastor Chris, which is going to help you to take your next steps as you walk this journey with Jesus. So welcome to the family once again. It's been great having you with us, everybody. Now remember, next week we start a brand new theme. So you want to join us right here on the weekend. It's going to be amazing. And then also join us every morning starting tomorrow at 8 a.m. for prayer. We're looking forward to being with you. Have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.